Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only Internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out Golf Mix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when McCaddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. Then it started to slice just a smidge off line. It hit it with two, but it bounced off nine. My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay. It went straight down the middle, flying away. And welcome to Straight Down the Middle, the Arizona Internet Golf Show that's being brought to you on behalf of Boomer and the Babe Incorporated, the producers and founders of this program, and in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix.com, as says in the intro, is the place where you can find golf course reviews about the course you want to play before you go there. I want to welcome our guest today, our usual guest and co-host, uh, Mr. John Bloom of Golf Mix, founder of Golf Mix, Kirk uh, Kirk Gexinger, uh his uh, is head honcho, main man in in charge of uh, everything else that John doesn't do, and uh, we'll have a guest today. His name is uh, is Mr. Dean Visser, and he's with the Arizona Interscholastic Association, and we're going to be talking about some high school golf. But before we get to that, I want to kind of bring John on and Kirk and uh, give us a little update on uh, what's going on with your with your golf mix phenomenon, gentlemen. Well, thanks for uh, for having us on again, Pete. We're excited to be here, uh, and uh, I would just say that uh, things are, are steamrolling ahead for golf mix. We're really uh, excited, having been through the last uh, couple of months with the three major professional tournaments uh, here in the state, starting with the Phoenix Open and then down at the Accenture Match Play in Tucson, and then just a couple of weeks ago, hanging out with you at uh, Wildfire for the LPGA Founders Cup. Now that we've gone through that, uh, I, I don't want to call it a gauntlet, but it was an exciting uh, uh, trio, I guess you could say. Uh, we're focused on uh, really doing what we do best, which is uh, getting a community built uh, and, and having that community founded on uh, information sharing and, and having golfers uh, let other golfers know where, where the best places to play here are in Arizona, and that's all different kinds of golfers. Uh, for those who haven't heard of golf mix before, it's for everybody. It's not just for a great golfer. It could be for a hack like me. Uh, it could be for a- anybody in the middle. And uh, and that's uh, that's what we build it for. And now uh, we're gearing up for the Masters contest. That's, uh, that's something we can throw out there, Kirk. Anybody who writes a review between now and, and uh, when the first guys peg it at Augusta National, they're going to be in our, co- our contest uh, to win all kinds of great prizes straight from the pro shop and the merchandise tent. Uh, at Augusta National, as many people may know, that's the only place you can ever get those uh, fancy Masters uh, shirts and hats and gear. Uh, the only place that, that you can buy them is is right there at the Masters at Augusta National. So we're going to be doing that, bringing it back for our uh, community members on Golf Mix, and that's coming right up uh, in just a couple of weeks. Well, uh, while uh, we're, we're talking about the Masters and we're talking about uh, you're doing some travels there, obviously, for uh, golf mix to get some things uh, online there, but uh, you're also involved in uh, some uh, major broadcasting uh, with uh, with uh, that uh, funny-sounding three letters CBS or something like that, Dr. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this will be year 10 uh, in a row at, at Augusta National, and I'm, it's my one year to be behind the scenes. Usually I'm on the air, but uh, this week or, or that week at the Masters, I, uh, I spend the week in the truck, or a good portion of it in the truck, 
working for CBS Sports. My job is to monitor the press conferences when players wrap up their rounds and even before they get started so that if anything they say inside the press room is worthy of being on the broadcast that you guys watch on television. Uh, if you see any of the press conference coverage, that means I'm doing my job and I've gotten uh, it to the producers and told them that, hey, this is worthwhile of, of being on the telecast or the movie, as they like to call it there in the uh, in the trucks. So uh, it's an exciting week. Certainly uh, fired up to head back there, and, and it's going to be a heck of a tournament. I mean, I think a lot of people are now saying uh, this could be another runaway for Tiger Woods if he continues to play at the level he's been playing lately, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens either. Now, there's certainly a lot of other guys that will contend and be in the mix, but uh, you guys know as well as I do, Tiger plays – extraordinarily well at Augusta. He always does, even when he's not on top of his game heading in. Well, right now it looks like he's on top of his game. It looks like he has the flat stick working, and that can mean trouble for the rest of the field. Well, I want to—I just want to mention briefly, I want to get the, to Kirk, and then we're going to get on with our discussion with, uh, with Dean. Uh, I just want to mention briefly that uh, this show that we're doing today, it's a very appropriate that uh, you're talking, we're talking about Arizona golf and things that are happening in Arizona, because uh, as well as the Masters, because this is a staff pick show today. Surprise to me. Uh, very glad to announce that. And also, that means that anybody that's listening to this show anywhere across the country or the world, wants to find a place today, come to Arizona and go to golfmix.com because then you can see the golf courses you're going to play here in Arizona before you get here and you can plan your trip accordingly. So I just wanted to throw that one out there as well. What have you got there, Mr. Kirk Gexinger? What's uh, what's cooking with uh, with your side of the operation? Well, uh, Pete, you know, it's been really it's been really gratifying, as John alluded to, over the last three months to be at the professional golf tournaments that we have and had a chance to meet, you know, literally thousands of golfers from all over the country, all, all over the world, in fact, uh, and, and introduce them to golf mix. And the reception that we've seen has been, been just tremendous. And so we, just, we keep building our user base, we keep building our number of reviews, and we keep building our, our, our community. And so one of the things that we look to do as we go forward is just to get out to as many places as we can to talk to golfers about golf mix and introduce them and get them, get them involved, finding out about the content that's on there and, and being a contributor because the, the reception that we've received from people has been so strong that it just reinforces all of our beliefs about what we're doing and getting uh, getting that in front of uh, as many people as we can and getting the best, the biggest and best golf community we, we possibly can out there. But having said that, uh, when we turn around to this time of year and we start thinking about the azaleas and the 16th green and all the things that Masters brings to us on television every year, it's one of those, it's, it's kind of like the apex in the golf year for me. Uh, it is, it is by far my favorite event. It is by far what I see in the, in the golf course. It has so many of the features that I think are, are just great in a golf course. And to watch it from there uh, every year is a thrill. I've been there a couple times as a patron. I guess I can't I can't say fan as a, as a patron, and it's a it's a phenomenal experience. And uh, having walked the grounds a couple of times and seen the action there, uh, it really gets the juices flowing to uh, for for another great tournament. Uh, I I share John's thought that Tiger's going to be tough to beat, but by the same token, um, when you have the the undulating greens and the slippery greens at Augusta, that's always the, the decider. And uh, he's had the flat stick going, but if somebody else gets it going as well, I think we're looking for a great year this year, and I think everybody's going to be up for the challenge. And let me uh, tack something on, Pete, to, to what Kirk's saying about uh, the golf mix team. Uh, there's, a, there's a pretty valuable member of the team that uh, we're, we're keeping our eye on, and even as we speak this morning, uh, I want to send positive vibes out to Houston. I know we're jumping the gun moving two weeks ahead to the Masters, but you know people start looking forward to the Masters as soon as it ends uh, the year before. So that, that's no surprise uh, to, to golfers around this country or even around the world. But as far as today is concerned, uh, I, like I said, I want to send the, the vibes to Houston where our co-founder Aaron Oberholzer is back on tour. He played at Riviera. It's the only place he's played so far this year because he's still been battling injuries. But I played with him on Sunday uh, here in, in Scottsdale, McDowell Mountain. He was in good spirits. As a matter of fact, he had his first albatross in his life uh, on the ninth hole at McDowell Mountain. He had about 200 yards in uh, on the par five, hit a perfect five iron, and uh, it, it looked like it was going right at it, but it was uphill. So we couldn't 
UNC. When we got up there, there was no ball on the green, and uh, he ran up there and found the ball in the hole. It was a really cool event uh, to be a part of because, you know, this guy's played so many rounds of golf, including when we started playing golf together as freshmen in high school, and uh, to be there for that was awesome. Uh, now he's uh, he's playing well. He's through 11 holes, and he's 200 par in his first round at the, at the Shell Houston Open, so we're rooting for him to climb up the leaderboard and to get his first paycheck of 2013 on the tour, and maybe it'll be uh, the best one he could get, and he'll get an invite to the Masters. That means he has to win either this week or next week, but he's on the road for six straight weeks. He's ready to, to tackle uh, you know, this, this medical exemption that he's had. He's kind of played with it a little bit, got back in, and not felt good enough to continue, but now he's, he's uh, full steam ahead, and, and we're rooting for him uh, here at Golf Mix. And, uh, I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where I've been watching him and, and uh, his scores on, online, you know, mainly PGATour.com where they give you the updates and you can now get play-by-play and find out if he's, you know, driven the fairway or if he's in the rough or he's in the bunker uh, until they start the telecast. And, and now uh, Kirk and the other guys on the team are going to get that same feeling. I've been doing this for years, you know, having, uh, having had him on, on tour now for almost a, a decade. So uh, it's an exciting thing, and, and hopefully everybody out there, you can also root for Aaron Oberholzer as he uh, makes his return to the PGA Tour this week. Well, that's great, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that he's uh, he's playing pretty well there today. I, I hope his uh, uh, hope his problem uh, doesn't reoccur out there in the middle of the round somewhere. Uh, it's really uh, really been a struggle for him, I know, based on what you've told me and a little bit that I've talked to him. And it's uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, the interesting thing is that you have a connection to him, obviously, and uh, indirectly I have one through my uh, son-in-law, who Aaron played little league baseball with my son-in-law which I, I don't believe that i'm that old or that you guys are that young i guess maybe that's the better way to put it but I, but I want to get to our guest today after all he's been sitting there patiently waiting his name is mr dean visser dean visser is the tournament coordinator for the arizona interscholastic athletic association interscholastic association uh he grew up in iowa graduated from hall western christian school and he went to I believe it was Dord. Is that how you pronounce it, Dean? Dord? That's it. Dord. Yeah. Uh, Dord College, and he played golf and basketball, and uh, he earned a B.A. in physical education, minor in business after graduating, and Dean moved to Arizona teaching and coaching at Grace Community Christian School from 80 to 84, and 17 years as a sales agent with Allstate Insurance, and now he's with the Arizona Interscholastic Association. Dean, thank you very much for being our guest. Welcome to the show. How is uh, how's everything in high school golf today? Well, we're uh, we're moving forward with Division Three golf in the spring. So this is something that we do twice a year, and I I, I think it's kind of unique. We we play some golf in the in the fall, and we play some in the spring. So the uh, small schools are are playing this this spring and hopefully up in the in the white mountains they're they're playing in Sholo and snowflake and uh, blue ridge so the uh, the kids can get their qualifying scores so there's a so it's a split season then is that correct that's correct we uh we've been doing this for a long time splitting the the two seasons and and it actually works out quite nicely for for schools to get home courses and 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 not overuse the the courses during the fall or or during during the spring actually when it's when when there's high demand so more of the small schools in the outlining areas are playing in the spring there's a few small schools in the in the city here like uh Country Day and Valley Christian, Scottsdale Christian, Northwest Christian, so on that are playing now, and uh, they they manage to find home courses without a problem. Now, does a does a school uh, have to find its own home course, or are they are they responsible for that, or does the association help them in some way? Great question. No, they all they all work their own uh, their own. Uh, uh, deals with with uh, various courses and have for a long time it's a challenge there's 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 a big demand on those courses and and I know that the city of Phoenix with with their five courses are very uh, open to a lot of schools so I know multiple schools use uh, you know Maryvale or Agia or or uh, Cave Creek and but uh courses from from uh down at Wildfire all the way up 
up north to Hillcrest are, are courses that are used, and then all the way out to the East Valley, uh, you've you've got schools out there like Queen Creek and Higley that are using uh, uh, Las Colinas and those courses, and even out to Johnson Ranch. How how many uh, golf programs, high school golf programs, uh, are there uh, in Arizona of the high schools that are here, and then how many of them have boys and girls golf? Oh boy, you're gonna. You're I know gonna, I'm, I'm. You're gonna mail you with a number. <laughs> you're gonna put me. Uh, Put me on the on the spot, and I'm going to say there's uh, uh, guessing there's probably uh, 187 or so boys, and then there's probably 105 or so girls golf programs. And in the spring, we play we call it more or less co-ed. There's there's not a separate. We have three divisions in boys. Division one, two, and three, and two divisions in girls. Division one and two. The divi- division three is 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 the co-ed division. So you're going to find some girls that that are playing on boys' teams in the spring. Dean, has this changed much recently? Because that, that seems like a pretty big number for girls' uh, squads. I mean, I, I granted I'm dated from when we played in high school in California, where there would maybe be one or two girls sprinkled in on the on the boys' teams and and no girls' teams really. Uh, but I'm wondering, since you've been there now for a while, have you seen that part of it grow? We, we've, we've, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to do whatever we can to keep keep growing the girls' golf game. And I think, uh, like you guys said earlier, the the uh, LPGA being here, and we have some strong programs here. Obviously, you've heard of Xavier College Prep and. And Sister Lynn and, and some of the girls that have graduated from there, namely Cheyenne Woods, and 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 they've they've really done a good job for the for the for the game here. But we've we I do whatever I can to 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 get the schedules out there to uh, to make sure that the girls are playing at uh, at the same type of courses and 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 treat the state tournament as 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 the same as as the boys and. And give them every opportunity. So uh, to say it's it's growing, there's still some op- there's still some opportunity for it to grow. We'd like to see some other schools at it, and we've developed a good relationship with the AWGA here in the in the valley, and and they're they're partnering with us on some things, and and we're excited about that. So yeah, it's probably uh, depending on your how long you've been here. It's it's the girls' game is is growing from from what you saw in the 70s and the 80s, obviously. Now, the uh, there's other organizations also that I think you're probably involved with, Southwest uh, uh, Section PGA and uh, Golf Academy and so on and so forth. Uh, what 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 are you doing or what are they doing to help your, uh, help your growth? Well, what's unique with golf, obviously, is that, number one, Every every match out there is is today or tomorrow or whenever it's run is going to be is going to be overseen by the coaches and the kids, which uh, is a great thing about the game of golf. The kids call their own their own uh, penalties. They, they they police themselves, and the coaches are are overseeing it. Well, when we get to the the state tournament, we we. Uh, we are dependent upon our relationship with the local pros at that particular uh, golf course, but uh, Frank Calvin at the Southwest Section is very, very helpful with providing uh, volunteers, rules officials, as well as doing our score scoreboards for us for uh, what we sh- what we show the results on. Uh, the AWGA is now partnering with us, like I said, with the girls tournament and. Uh, uh, we appreciate uh, Aaron has has done that for the last couple of years. The JGA as well is uh, is a great partner, and then Tim Eberline over at the Golf Academy in uh, Chandler has been has been a real godsend for us to uh, to give us volunteers and uh, and help do things uh, on his end. So we couldn't do what we do without all those organizations. Now the uh, the the matches are are played uh, at the various courses, home courses, away courses, and so on, just like there would be a home football game and away football game. 
what about the numbers? How how often and how frequently uh, do these teams uh, get into a match? Every school is allowed 14 opportunities, and, five, and of those 14 opportunities, five of them can be invitational tournaments, and those are usually uh, two days or one day, and uh, that, that's an invitational where there's going to be more than four teams. A match can be two, three, or four, four schools, and typically... In the fall, you're going to have the girls are playing Monday, Wednesday. Boys are playing Tuesday, Thursday. So that way, you don't you can you can uh, not tax the, the courses every single day. You might have some overlap, but that's typically what we try to do. So they have nine matches that most schools will will schedule. And do they schedule their own matches? Is it uh, Division One, Two, Three? Is it you schedule within your division? And that's another unique thing with golf. Uh, you don't have to. And and in other words, uh, say you're a Division Two school like uh, Notre Dame Prep up in Scottsdale, they they will schedule with uh, Desert Mountain, maybe Chaparral, or schools around there. You you can do that because you're playing. Uh, essentially against the course. And we just had a big meeting this Monday where we divided our boardroom into a girls' side and a boys' side, and we did all the scheduling for for next fall, and that was done uh, by the coaches, and uh, our office oversaw it, and, and uh, we'll, we'll send that forward to, to be uh, approved at the next board meeting. So, Dean, I've, I've got another question for you. I've met some people out here uh, since I moved here about nine and a half years ago who have moved from other parts of the country to, to give their kids a chance to, to play more golf and to train and to potentially have a future in this sport. Uh, do you see a lot of that where you see transplants that have intentionally come here and, and that you're meeting people not only from, from other parts of the country but even from other parts of the world because of Arizona being such a, a big-time golf destination? Has that trickled into the high school game? Sure. Yeah, you're going to have you're going to have uh, programs. I'm sure that that uh, are very serious. That that young man or that young lady may go to school in the morning and then head off to uh, to a golf a specific golf course in the afternoon, and uh, they're going to they're going to be uh, taught by by a specific pro or coach and. And then they'll go play play the high school game, either during season and and, and or in the afternoon. And uh, you're going to see some some great players that are that are coming through with that because they're playing uh, all the time. As 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 the weather dictates here, you can do that. So yeah, you're going to get some some pretty pretty phenomenal scores and some pretty good players. And we think we have some of the best golf in 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 the country as as uh, as as a high school uh, sport we really do how many of the high school players uh dean would you think and i'm here again i'm asking you numbers that you probably have no way of knowing and i'm i apologize for that but i'm just trying to get a feel for it how many folks do you think go on and play at the college level from uh from the high schools here in arizona well, you know, that, again, that's a that's a great question, Pete, and I don't. It's unfortunate because uh, you look at the you look at the the newspaper, or you look at the blogs, and you'll see how many football players are are signing or basketball players. We, as a golf community, probably feel we don't get our our due, so that's not uh, publicized as much. But I know that uh, the the community colleges here are going to take a lot of the local kids and and uh we we had a uh, a young man from Snowflake who won the state tournament four years in a row Kyle Jones who's who's playing collegiately now as as a number of other kids in the large schools and we we also know that that uh there's uh girls opportunities all over the country that that uh scholarships go unused and you know we'd love to see our kids from Arizona uh gobble up those scholarships and they do but we'd like to see more of them so it it's not as as public as we'd like it to be and and I'm sure you can find it in different places but it's not 
uh, something you see in the Arizona Republic on a daily basis. Well, we're we're hopefully going to be able to do some of that uh, and, and give some of that information out. Was that was John or Kirk? Did you have another question? Yeah, yeah Dean. I, you know, I the uh, when you alluded to the support that you get from the local courses in terms of you know providing the times for the matches and events to be staged, and, and obviously that's crucial. And I just I just wondered. Um, if it not only goes beyond that, but get, do you have a lot of courses that help out uh, students with, you know, maybe you know discounted rates for practice time, uh, you know, availability of being able to play at lesser rates, maybe in late afternoons, access to the practice areas at, at lesser rates? Because I remember when I was playing in high school, and that was we had real good support from the local community courses about that. It helped. Uh, Helps a lot of kids get interested and get started in the game, and uh, I just I just wondered if you have if you, if, you, if you've been seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I I don't hear uh, a lot of issues like I had in the past where uh, there's 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 not a the, the the high schools at a at a particular time when when the the valley has gone through booms and 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 cut back, but. Right now, I think the relationship is is excellent, and and we try uh, to get our coaches to understand that you know, they're the guests. They need to act accordingly. They need to uh, be respectful and and do all the things that you would you would want from an etiquette standpoint uh, that that would would develop foster that relationship. And we also understand that the golf course business part of it uh, they want that business and they want that future business so so it's a relationship that that both sides have to come together that the courses see those these as potential new customers and the high schools see the golf courses as as uh, as their facility well, they don't have a facility obviously like a gym or a football field so they have to go out and, and foster those relationships and and I I I don't hear really any issues. Uh, we've also dealt with some of the coaches that in the past may have let their kids play, and then they go play or do. You know, we don't we don't ad, adhere to or or want any of that. We want them to to be out there coaching and supervising their kids, so there aren't any issues. Now, does the does a high school golf team? Have to pay for their green fees, or are they donated by the course? Uh, I guess that would be a case by case scenario. I know, uh, I know that uh, m- most of the time they for sure get junior rates, which are significantly lower than what you know what you or I would pay. And uh, I'm sure there's some there's some places where maybe the the golf coach is is the pro at that particular. Uh, uh, course and and maybe they they get uh, they get it for free and 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 that's awesome and uh, I know that the the practice facilities I'm sure are 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 uh, given and uh, allowed to be used pretty much any time so I, that's a case by case thing and and uh, it probably varies from 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 all all different parts of the state. Is there? Go ahead, is, go ahead John. Go ahead, John. I was just going to ask, Dean, if, if you had uh, control and, and complete uh, power and authority to do something different and to change things up uh, for the better in your mind with high school golf here in Arizona, what would you do? What do you think the, the biggest things that, that need to happen to, to make life better for, for golfers here at the high school and for parents who have kids who want to play golf and, and just to, to basically take this program forward? What, what, would, what would you want to accomplish? Well, that's a that's a that's a great question, uh, John. And I I I think that uh, we continue we continue to want to have uh, the relationship with with the organizations that we have, and we want to get the participation numbers up. I I hate. I'd like to see more kids participate if that's if that's possible and cuz cuz at this point in time only 5 kids play and you get you have one of these big schools that 
there's a lot of kids that play, or there's a lot of kids at that school, and only five get a place. So, I guess, uh, how can we bring this game to the average person like me? I I, I played golf because it it was something I'd love to do. I could do by myself and do with friends, and and I was an average player, and it, I just kind of hit the wave when my school started it. But now, uh, how can we get these other kids involved? I don't have the solution to that, but I'd like to see more kids participate. Because as we know, once you get out of high school and college, not everybody's going to turn pro. It's hard to do. So what about these other kids that are in the high school? What can we do with them? I I don't have the solution, but that would would be my goal is to see uh, participation numbers go up. It's a, it's more of a, an exposure kind of a thing, don't you think, Dean? I mean, we just have to expose them to the game, and then hopefully they'll find a love for it and uh, and help grow it. Oh yeah, it, it, you know, as 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 we all know, the the people look at at golf as as uh, when you're in the high when you look at a football player, you look at a golfer, uh, you're, you're thinking, you know, body type. You're thinking. It's it's an easy game. It's it's something that anybody can do. But as you know, it's it's a very difficult game. There's a lot of uh, strategy, uh, analysis, and practice, and all those things. And but it's something. It's a lifetime sport, and and that's that's something that you can you can do when you get into your 60s, 70s, or 80s. And hey, I want to shoot my age. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Well, I remember when I was going to school, and I know that it was well before most of you. Well, maybe not Kirk. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> but but nonetheless, Kirk and I uh, grew up in in the Michigan in Michigan, and we played in the same snowstorms, I think. Uh, but sure. but nonetheless, uh, when I was going to school, golf was. Uh, if you were a golfer, you were an odd duck. You were a bit of a nerd. Uh, you were almost uh, almost as uh, in those days, not any longer, but in those days, it was a case of, oh, you're in the marching band. Uh, it, it was they were all kind of grouped together. It seems to me that the marching band, as well as golf and some of the lesser sports, have really come out of uh, their shell, so to speak, and are much more accepted by the fellow students. Is that the case? Well, yeah, you guys were. You guys were chatting uh, earlier on the program about uh, uh, Tiger Woods, and and I think that he's changed the the what should I say the the image of golf. Uh, he's got some guns on him. He's in great shape, and he's he's an athlete from from what you look at, and and so so you have kids that that they see it as as something that it, it is popular, and and uh, it is something that all kinds of body types and athletes can can participate in whereas yeah when i played it, it wasn't it was small kids and skinny kids and maybe uh like you said uh what 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 you call a, a nerdy kid i don't know if we we'd say that but uh and and that's a wonderful thing because i've seen kids come in as as high school freshmen uh 5 foot 8 and and maybe weighing 110 pounds, but they can hit the ball 250, 260, whatever, and and they can score. They can be on the team. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a game that now that most people, most kids can play and uh, are are much more welcome to play as far as uh, as far as the game itself and as far as the outlook of playing golf. I think has improved tremendously. Yeah, you know, you know, Dean, and your last word, your last statement there was team. And when I, you know, I played uh, high school golf, and I played for a few years, you know, before that with my friends and on my own. And then it was the first, it, the neat thing about playing high school golf was you are now playing as part of a team. Golf is, you know, it's essentially an individual sport, but in the high school or collegiate context, it it, it becomes a team sport all of a sudden, and that was. That was really a great aspect to it, where not all of a sudden you were trying to do well yourself, but you had an opportunity to pull for other teammates and and have that kind of collective success. And I just uh, just wonder kind of how you see the reaction to that among the the, the teams that your teams in the schools that you're with. 
great point. And and we we give up, we give away a championship trophy and a, and a runner up runners up trophy, and we give we give out ten medals. But our emphasis is on the team championship, and that's how the the when you go to one of our events, we put out four the we put out uh, foursomes sometimes threesomes but they're 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 we we do it in a team concept it's not like you'd normally see a an individual run tournament we do it on a team concept so the second day your your last foursomes are going to be five four three two one and then you're going to have four teams so that's that's our emphasis we still will still honor that medalist but our emphasis is on that team championship and that's the, we like that and that's what we're we're about earlier in our conversation dean you were mentioning that um there are a, a finite number of uh invitational tournaments uh i think you said 5 and Correct. and 9 matches that any right. high school can schedule uh is it uh, is there room for or is or can there be room for an independent entity to put on a high school invitational tournament aside from anything else that the schools are doing now well kids kids in high school if they want to go to as an individual want to go and represent themselves they can play someplace else but within the within their school and their team that's all that they those that's their parameters and it's no different than a cross country runner or a track runner but that's all that, that the the golfer can play is in season the, those that's their that's their limit at this point in time 14 with five invitationals uh, in uh, in some of the other sports that I'm familiar with, because I had a daughter that played uh, high school softball, uh, and she also then played club ball uh, after the after the uh, high school seasons were over. Uh, they were traveling teams or whatever they may whatever they may be. Uh, is there anything like that that's involving golf? Um. There, there is something now called. Uh, they're they're working. Uh, I think it's it's a it's a it's a ping uh, type of thing with uh, where they're they're trying to to play uh, out of season, whereas uh, one one uh, kids kids from a uh, from. From one course or club will play an, uh, a, a team concept against another team, another club, and that's out of season. So that's something that I, I know some people are doing, but I'm not involved in that. It's it's not with the uh, uh, your association is is, no. is not licensing it in any way. It's just it's just kind of taking place. Right. Okay. Very good. I'm just wondering about opportunities to play as a team elsewhere, other than you know out, outside the realm of of those those fourteen uh, fourteen events. I just I was just curious about that. Right, and you have JGA events, and you have other uh, I'm sure city events, and so forth and so on. That that go that are out now. Are they in any way, shape, or form associated with the Scholastic Association, Interscholastic no. Association, or they're they're just separately sponsored and and whatever? Okay, right. So other than other than uh, the fact that we've got uh, these fourteen events and uh, these kids probably at at some level and these coaches at some level. Uh, uh, Scraping around looking for golf courses and home home courses, I would guess at some level that's got to be happening. Uh, they're still learning some things, aren't they? I mean, uh, do you do coaches clinics and uh, uh, rules clinics and so on for coaches and the kids? The uh, there are clinics and and uh, uh, golf academy has done a clinic and the uh, AWGA has done clinics and. Uh, we we don't specifically do a clinic, but we're we're uh, we're supporting a uh, uh, coaches association, 
they, there's a golf coaches association that's starting, and, and they're starting to get involved in that. So, uh, and and we're always looking uh, for for good golf coaches. And uh, you know, if if anybody out there is interested in contact a, a school, there's always a need for uh, for good golf coaches. People who are committed to the game. Uh, let me ask you this question about golf coaches. Football coaches are hired and paid. I don't know about basketball coaches. Maybe some of them are. Uh, football coaches are hired as just a coach. Is is that possibly the case? Uh, and do golf coaches get paid if they're not members of the faculty, or are they doing it on a volunteer basis? No, I think you've you've got. It's on a school by school basis, but they they have a stipend for 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 the golf coaches as well. But obviously, you just have one. Uh, you don't have assistants or JV or frosh. You just have one. And 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 again, I'm sure that goes down to the expense of of playing the courses, which I alluded to as one of the things I'd like to see is more participation. More schools have golf, and more kids play. Well, that would certainly that would certainly be great for. For the growth of the game, there's no doubt about it, and uh, for the benefit of kids that play golf, because we all know the four of us here certainly know the benefits of the game and uh, have enjoyed it for years, I'm sure, and and uh, it, it'd be nice to have it continue. Uh, what do you see as the growth of the game in that uh, in that young age, younger age group, Dean? Maybe with or without the uh, experience of high school golf, just the growth of the game amongst the young people. Well, and I've talked to I've talked to various people on this. Is the I think there's a couple of issues with golf. When when I golfed back in the day, we played at a nine hole course. It wasn't far away. We could play in an hour and fifteen minutes, and no longer than an hour and a half, and we were done. If you wanted to play again, you you know you went out and played again, and uh, it was. $25 for the whole year. That was a junior rate. You paid $25, and you could play from whenever it opened in the spring to whenever it closed in the fall. Very reasonable. Today, most courses are going to be 18-hole courses. Most courses are going to cost you $25, if you're lucky, to play one round. So you've got time and you've got cost. What what can we do? How can we solve that? What can we do with that to to keep those five hour rounds down and to keep the cost down? I think people are trying to do that, but those are the two challenges to get uh, kids more involved. And and I think the the heat the heat in the summer is going to going to going to affect kids, and so they they can't necessarily get on in the winter time, but they can in the summertime. Those are the three issues I see. Well, I, we had a discussion uh, on our last show about pace of play, and that was something that uh, the three of us are are uh, certainly interested in. And I know Kirk came up because uh, Kirk works uh, out at TPC as well, and uh, he has they have some interesting things that they do out there for for speed of play, and uh, that has been an issue for a long time. And we hope that we can maybe somehow affect some at least a thought process in in being more. Um, being more aware of what you're doing when you're on the golf course, you know that that goes a long ways, I think, as far as uh, increasing speed of play. We've added the, uh, the the distance measuring device, and and that's that's been a positive. Uh, so especially for the kids that are going to walk off 175 yards, and and now they don't have to, they can shoot it and share it with everybody in their in their group, and so that's something we've done. Oh. Dean, Dean, I'm just kind of curious. On the uh, one of the other hot button topics of the day is the the anchoring of the of the putter rule, uh, and I'm just wondering what you see at the high school level. Do you see a lot of a lot of the players using the anchored putter, or do you see them uh, just with the traditional uh, traditional strokes? Uh, most of them are are with the traditional strokes, and and so that yeah that that controversy will will. We'll wait to see how how that plays out and, and what what we have to do. But we we follow the uh, the rules of golf set out by the USGA. So we don't have our own rule book. We have we have bylaws that that uh, oversee a little bit. 
or, or have a few different rules, but everything else we go is strictly by the rules of golf. So we'll we'll follow their lead on that. I don't have one, by the way. Uh, John, I noticed that you're back. I don't know how long it was that you were gone. Do you have anything uh, to add? Or kind of no, yeah, I've, been, I've been listening. Uh, I've been here. That for some reason, I got disconnected. I was right back within uh, 60 seconds. But uh, I, I wanted to jump in when you guys were talking about the coolness factor of golf because I kind of resent that. You know, when I was in high school, I was a year ahead of Tiger. So we played against him in junior tournaments because he was down in Southern California. We were up in Northern California. And, you know, what was interesting about my school was actually because we played in the spring, uh, we had a lot of football players on our golf team. So it did seem like it was somewhat cool at our, at our school, uh, and that was when I was a freshman. Now, after my freshman year, a couple of guys uh, who played Division One football, actually, uh, Dave Ben, who played at Cal and then was, a, uh, let's see, 13 years as a long snapper for the San Diego Chargers in the NFL. He was one of the seniors when I was this little freshman on my golf team. So I had these guys to look up to and say, wow, okay, golf is pretty cool. These are two of the most popular kids in the school, and they're playing. Uh, now, it was a little different for some of our rival schools, though. And I could see, you know, from, from what the, the stigma has been for golf at the high school level, uh, how dramatically that's changed. I mean, I can imagine what it is now because golf's looked at so differently. And, and, and I'm I, I'm curious about one thing, Dean, because I know even though golf's your bread and butter and that's what your your role is with the AIA, I'm sure you, you talk to some other folks over there. And, and the one thing I'm wondering how it's going to all affect is the trickle down from football. Uh, when I talk to people about football and about are you going to let your kids play, more and more the answer is no. Um, I don't want my kids to play football. I don't, I don't want them to get injured and deal with the concussions that, that now everybody's focusing on at the NFL and the college level. Uh, and so more and more uh, non-contact sports uh, are, are becoming popular for some of the most athletic kids in school. Do you think that that's going to affect golf at all? And I know maybe a different season, so maybe not necessarily a direct effect, but, but how do you think that has affected other sports in the AIA and is golf one of them? Okay, let me... Let me get to that question. Just so you guys know, I, I I run the state cross country, the state badminton, state golf, state wrestling, and state softball. So I do all those sports. Okay. And uh, but you and and back to your your comment on the football play. We unfortunately, and and when I when I said I golfed and played basketball, that was a that was a different era. You could do that back then. Now we live in this world of specialization, and it's specialization in almost anything, and 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 golf is like that too. That is a very good question as to what the future is going to hold. I think that you're going to see uh, football try to do whatever they can to make the sport safer. And I don't know what, what rules will be changed or what equipment can be added but I, I I think you're going to see uh, a, you might see a shift in that that the parents might say you know what let let's go for golf we we put we're putting this money into something else let's 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 uh, let's go this direction so you might see uh, a a paradigm shift in that I I I'm not going to make any predictions but it's it's certainly up for discussion and food for thought and it's a very uh, Good point, John. Well, I, I get the sense that it's already making a shift. I mean, it, it, what's wrong with soccer? Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this, I'm, I'm thinking as the parents saying, well, what's wrong with soccer? Have you tried soccer, Johnny? Uh, you know, how about tennis? There's there, volleyball. There's other options. And as as professional leagues and the money starts, the money is going to drive it. I think uh, as many of these lesser-known sports or lesser, less popular sports uh, start to turn into professional leagues and people making money, all of a sudden that's going to maybe change some outlooks as well as the fact that there might be somebody saying, "Don't go beat your head against another person's head." Yeah. Do you do you fellas know the how we qualify our schools or teams or individuals to the state tournament is kind of unique here. And I'd I love to hear you, it. I'd love to hear it. What when when uh, a few years ago I was given a challenge to to shave some off our budget and, and try to figure out a way to qualify uh, t- 
teams to state without having all kinds of qualifying tournaments. And as you know, every time you step onto the golf course, unless you get it free, you've got to pay for it. So I, I looked at the New Mexico model and, and, and how they did things, and then I took it to 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 our my boss and, and our board. And what we do is we do a a, a course rating, and every course, uh, as you guys know, is 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 rated. And you can go on to the the uh, USGA website, and it's done by nine, done by tees. And then we, what we do is we've developed a number off that course rating that you have to qualify five times on two different courses, no more than three times in your home course. So, for instance, if you go to Dobson Ranch and course rating is 35.6 for the back nine or the front nine, I don't have it in front of me, but we round up to 36. And for the Division One boys, uh, it's going to be plus two strokes. So that kid needs to shoot a 38 or better. For the Division Two boys, it could be four strokes, and they need to shoot a 40 or better. For girls, it's going to be eight strokes or 12 strokes. And then Division Three, it's six strokes for boys. So we we uh, we determine a number, and then we that's the we use the course rating, and then we add it up for a team as well, and they can put that information. It's all on our website, so they can follow which team is qualified or qualifying and check the kids that have done it as well, and they also police themselves. So they know that if so-and-so didn't shoot that score, that they'll call me and say, that isn't right. That doesn't happen very often, but I'm saying it's there for everyone to see. And another component we we had was when you do course rating, you have some courses that uh, maybe have a slope difference from 95 to uh, 135. So we take two strokes away. If you're below 100, we keep it the same between 100 and 130. And if you go to uh, up at Boulder Creek and it's 135, you get an extra stroke. So we've kind of tweaked this as we've gone along, and it's been working really well. We get the best schools and the best players. We don't always know how many, but we get them to the state tournament. Well, dang, I tell you, I'm not going to the state tournament. I can't qualify. Well, <laughs> sorry, Pete. Dean, I'm glad that system wasn't in place when I when I went to high school. It was, it was it was a little simpler in my day. We just had to find find six players that had a a set of clubs in a bag and and uh, wanted to play and and, and, and that's and, and that's how I and that's how I made the team. So I was and we were willing to walk nine holes. <laughs> there you go. I agree. I'm with you guys. I'm I'm there too. I I I, I wouldn't qualify either. So. Um, I just told you what the system is. <laughs> well, Dean, let me tell you. Let me tell you. The two, the two other guys on this phone would qualify. Kirk would qualify, and and John would qualify, but I wouldn't. I, there's no doubt about well, it. Well, we we had a, we had a really unfair advantage. So I think you would have let that system would have leveled the playing field in the PAL, our league in in Northern California, because the course we played, our home course. Whenever we brought teams out there, they had no idea what to do. I mean, there were so many huge undulations and, and cliffs and uh, drops and tough shots and side hill lies. Because we practiced on that golf course, we had a we had a big time advantage. I mean, we also had some studs playing for the team, uh, Overholzer being one of them. But uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's interesting that that you do that. I think it's proper too, uh, and, and I'm glad to hear that that uh, you know you're taking those steps because uh, you've got a state full of, uh, of you know, potential golfers here, and you want to be able to get the best and the ones who deserve it most to, to move ahead, and, and I think that that makes it more fair, and it's such a tricky thing to, to, to level the playing field in this sport, you know, because we all play in different, uh, you know, ecosystems, different mm-hmm. topography, you know, different uh, elements uh, are involved, and, and it's tricky to, to make it a, a level playing field, isn't it? It is, and, and uh, I've had plenty of people help me with this particular process and I have a committee of of about 12 people that I can bounce things off of so it's not something I do by myself and I appreciate uh, having having friends in the right places and and all the the coaches and athletic directors that that help me out and all the people out there in the uh, 
in the courses that have 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 done the same thing and uh i'm i'm looking forward to we're playing division 3 up at antelope hills and i'm sure both or all three of you guys have played the north and the south course maybe you haven't but we'll be up there may 10th and 11th for the small school and uh we we appreciate uh what what uh, antelope hills does for us as as the same thing with uh, we play in in City of Phoenix course next next fall at Agia, and what Diane Escobedo does for us, and then down south we'll play again sometime in Tucson, and and uh, Mike Hayes does a great job for us at uh, at uh, Randolph and Del Urich. Well, I'm glad to have uh, you visit with us today, and, uh, and and tell us all about what's going on with the uh, the high school golf in Arizona, because we're going to be following it. And uh, I certainly do appreciate uh, your being with us today, Dean. It's a it's a great start for the things that Straight Down the Middle is looking to do, and uh, information that's going to be available on our website to help support your activities. And again, I appreciate your taking the time to be with us. You bet. Nice to meet you, Pete. Uh, John, nice chatting with you, and uh, same with you, Kirk. I appreciate uh, you guys' questions, and I I, uh, I hope I, I did uh, the AIA and the high school golf community uh, uh, a good job of answering your questions. Well, right, I, think you, great. I think you did a great job. Thank you very much, Dean. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Take care, Bye now. Well, there we, uh, there we had the man from the uh, high school golf uh, actually, the Interscholastic Association and talking high school golf. What do you guys think? Give some closing thoughts uh, about high school golf in Arizona. You know, well, I, I, think, I think Pete that uh, the, the potential, uh, you know, to to really make it uh, a breeding ground for golf is is so high here, and I know it already is in some aspects, but I'm talking about not just for uh, the pro tours. Yeah, everybody focuses on. Uh, look at all the pro golfers that live in Scottsdale, and that's one thing they can afford to do it, right? I mean, but I'm talking about getting kids involved in the game. And then having them get to the next level and play in high school, it's one of the reasons I asked them about the, the girls' golf because, you know, that's a selfish question. I've got a couple little ones that, are, that I'm hopeful at some point in time will be able to play high school golf here and, and have a chance to maybe go on and, and play college golf. So uh, I, I think it's good to hear that, that, you know, these programs are in place. I think it's also good to hear that you have a guy like Dean that's in the spot that, that is saying there's still room for growth and improvement, and so hopefully he leads that charge. It sounds like they've got a lot of people and a lot of connections and organizations that are helping out along the way, and, and I just hope it continues to get stronger because it does have, uh, like I said, a tremendous amount of potential. Yeah, you know, it, it's a crucial element in terms of growing the game. I mean, that's a, that's an age group that – if you can get him hooked on golf as a teenager, you know, the likelihood of staying with the game is, is much higher as they become adults. And, 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 you know, Dean alluded to one of the issues. If you want to play on the golf team, you know, there might only be five or six spots. And if you're at a large uh, high school with uh, a lot of, you know, really good players, you know, you might be a very good high school player yourself and not get a chance to play. And that's where the support of the local courses is so critical to not only you know foster the high school competitive part of it, but foster some programs for juniors who want to want to come out and have a regular place to play, and maybe they're not not quite good enough to make the high school team, but uh, they need a you know they they want a place to enjoy the game, and so uh, it's something that I think uh, you know the the courses can take a real close look at and say, hey, what are we what are we doing to cultivate give you know give youngsters a place to place to play. Yeah, because let's not forget, Kirk, when a course makes that effort, you know, for instance, the golf course that really sucked me into this game is a course called Lincoln Park in San Francisco. It's it's a public golf course, a city course that, uh, you know, has dandelions growing in the fairways. It's uh, never in great shape, but it has some of the most beautiful views on the planet of the Golden Gate Bridge and the San Francisco Bay. Uh, it, it, you know, grabbed me uh, by chance. You know, they had a dollar rate for juniors i can actually go play 18 holes of this course for a dollar and that's what you know convinced me oh you know what i'll go do that as a as a 14 year old and uh, before my high school uh, you know season started uh and it and it sucked me in now what i'm what i'm trying to make is i, I know that the courses aren't going to be charging a dollar this day and age and certainly out here in arizona with the the competitiveness but you know, when you have a course that, that steps out and that does make that extra effort and that they, they gets involved and has the juniors locked in, you know, like they're going to lock people in for a long time, for a life, 
Uh, those kids are going to keep going back and playing that golf course. They're going to remember that that's where they started. That's where the passion began. They're going to take their kids there. They're going to take their friends there, and that's what's going to happen. It's going to build it inside of them. And, and I'm hopeful that you know more courses realize this. And, and another way that we can help that happen is by uh, you know engaging with the, the high school golf teams. Uh, you know, not just on straight down the middle, but certainly golfmix.com and other uh, media outlets. Uh, the more exposure that they give the sport, then the more exposure those courses get, and it gives them more more motivation to actually be a part of it. So I'm hopeful that that all kind of happens, uh, you know, because you're right. This is a, a great time, a huge time to get people into the game, continue to grow the game, and we'll get more people playing golf. There would be nothing wrong, Jen, with, you know, every course saying, you know what, around 4, 4.30, we'll just reserve a couple tee times every day. It's not a time of the day where they're probably going to sell out, sell an 18-hole tee time. And we'll just make it available at a, at a really low, like you say, really low discounted rate to let uh, let eight or ten uh, juniors come out and play every day. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a simple thing, I think, they could all do to build a lot of goodwill and uh, foster the development of the game. You know, it's interesting, too, when you mentioned that, Kirk, uh, Kirk I, I think it's a great idea. And I think uh, the other thing that uh, uh, some of these courses do, some, some of the resort courses that uh, have a, a very high dollar value uh, and rate uh, could do that and, and, and foster some of that interest. And the private clubs who are absolutely hurting nowadays, I do believe still hurting, uh, if they were to go and interest uh, the kids to come out and play, uh, and if the parents play, there may be an interest there. They may even find a new member out of the deal uh, as a family membership or something. And it's 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 something about, you know, sometimes you got to give before you get. And, uh, and hopefully they'll all continue to do that if they're already doing it. And if they're not, I hope they start. Especially in the summertime here, Pete. I mean, when those private courses are just absolutely dead, you know, and there's just no play, uh, I'd love to see some special, you know, deals that they do for juniors. Uh, it'd be nice if they did it for us, too, and when we could go out and play in the summertime. But I'm saying <laughs> if they get the kids involved, uh, do what you can and, and, and understand that you're planting seeds for the future. And like you said, you, you could potentially get a few members out of it down the road. I, I do think that it takes somebody with foresight, it takes somebody who's already been touched by this game, who's in that position to make something like that happen. But I think there are plenty of them out there, and, and hopefully we start to see it more and more. Well, I know our friend Tom Ligering down there at Sun City Country Club has got several golf teams that I think use his facility, and uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, thank him for doing that on behalf of the high school golf uh, golf teams. But uh, I talked to him just yesterday, and he said that there are several teams that come out there and and uh, and play that golf course. So more people should uh, should should take a look at that. Agreed. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been another uh, it's been another great uh, a great show. We've uh, we've we, we've really buzzed through an hour here. It's been a lot of fun and and very enjoyable. And I want to thank you both for for being on with me again. We've got some really interesting things here that are starting to change at uh, Straight Down the Middle Golf Show. We've got a new website, StraightDownTheMiddleGolfShow.com. We invite everybody to go to that. Uh, in addition to having the high school golf page that we're going to be developing, we have a place now where you can register your golf tournament if you are a non-profit and you're doing a charity event regardless of size even the small ones can go ahead and uh, register for uh, inclusion in the golf direct golf tournament directory that we're developing but the form is up now for people to start submitting and one of the best and most uh, important forms to us frankly is the contact us form so if there's anything you'd like to hear us uh, talk about on the show if there's anything uh, comments that you have or if you'd like to continue to receive Receive additional information beyond the show. Fill out the contact us form. Uh, so there's other interesting buttons on there. Take a look around. We have some fun stuff, a couple of videos and whatever. And we're going to be putting up our recent shows. There's a few of them up there now. One with uh, one with uh, Nancy Collins from Sassy Golf, a recent show, and the interview I did with the LPGA ladies uh, at the. Uh, at the Legend Stop in Sun City West. So all that having been said, we hope you'll go to. Uh, straight down the middle dot straight down the middle show dot com straight down the middle show dot com uh, take a look around and, and give us your name and your email address and we'll be sure to get you the other information that we're involved in and things we do John Kirk any last words from you 
I would just say, uh, you know, congratulations on getting the new uh, site up. That's exciting. Glad to be a part of it, and uh, glad to see that uh, Golf Mix is a part of it, too. Uh, you know, keep checking Golf Mix as well for your events uh, here in Arizona. We've got our events calendar uh, and the upcoming events right on the homepage. Uh, that changes uh, constantly, and uh, hopefully we'll get some people writing reviews and entering the Masters contest as well. you still got a couple weeks to do that, uh, but only about, uh, what, 80 spots, uh, 80, 90 spots, Kirk, right? Yeah, the you know the final number will be determined based on the you know last world golf ranking uh, setup. But yeah, it's only only about ninety spots, and uh, so get, get one of those players, and it gives you another reason to cheer them on in a couple of weeks. All right, well, very good, guys. Again, thanks for uh, uh, taking part in the conversation today. I certainly do appreciate it. Look forward to it every week, and uh, we'll be talking again real soon, I'm sure. And uh, I think that's about it for Straight Down the Middle Golf Show today, and uh, we look forward to talking to everybody again next week. Thanks for being with us, folks. Hit them straight down the middle. Take care. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.